Pastor Moore's coming right now. Everybody say, jump on him, Jesus. Jump on him, Jesus. Jump on him, Jesus. Give unto Jesus tonight. Let's give that unto the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let's give that unto the Savior of the world. We know it because He's done enough, already done enough in our lives. We know what He can do. We know how He can deliver. We know how He can heal. We know how He can set us free. We've experienced it. We're candidates of it. We're vessels of it. We know that He can bring you out of darkness. He can pull you out of the valleys. Amen. He can pull you out of the cause of the devil. He can pull you out of the mouth of the enemy. Hey, there's no God like this God. There's no Savior. There's no name. Hallelujah, Jesus give him all the glory and praise in the house tonight because it belongs unto him he's our maker he's our creator he's the reason that we have gathered here tonight to call on him to worship him to allow his presence and his will to be perfected performed in this place tonight that we might please him amen doesn't do anything else but that's absolutely impossible with this God man made God well he didn't do nothing to start with reason he won't he just won't have to do anything else but I'm telling you this God from the very beginning if you could find the beginning in him he's from everlasting to everlasting he was there before there was ever even nothing he was there before nothing. He was there before anything. And there's not going to be no ending in it. Praise God. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may take your way back to your chairs. And praise God. Thank God. Appreciate our singers, our instrument players, those that help us. Amen. To arrive here. Praise God. Got your Bibles while you're still standing. We'll read and pray and then we'll visit with you for just a minute. Acts 4 and 10. Acts 4 and 10. I will tell you a heads up. I sure hope the Lord helps me tonight. For your sake. Amen. His anointing and quickening of his spirit will help us to be able to bring it across and to deliver the word in a way that can be received. You know, and I know I've mentioned this. Well, let me just read. I got you standing. Acts 4 and 10. Be un. Be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom he crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him, doth this man stand here before you whole. By him. This man, the prince of 
life, the Prince of Peace, this man that you crucified, one that you put him in a tomb and you sealed it up and rolled a stone in front of it and sealed it to make sure nobody was going to steal the body. Take it. But we got some evidence here tonight that this this man is alive. And this man can be moved. And this is the man that can put something in us that will help us stand when everything else is sinking sand. This is a man that we can experience in his fullness of truth. And when others are caving in and built on the wrong foundation that was unwilling to call on his name or to take on his name, finds themselves crumbling and not finding the strength and the ability to make the stand of the hour because this man can help us would you help me pray Lord we love you tonight we love you with all of our heart all of our soul our might and our spirit Lord I pray for nothing but thy will in this house before your people they are your people called by your name, washed in your blood. and It's your gospel. It's the good news that comes from you and your mercy and grace that would envelop this place and saturate this place. It's your holy presence. It's your divine touch. and It's your heartbeat that we want in this house tonight that every vessel Every man, woman, boy, and girl in this assembly and across the airways could feel the power of your love, the power of your presence. Because, God, we need it. We need it to be able to stand in the generation and in the world that we're in tonight. To stand for this truth. To stand for this apostolic doctrine. To have it made up in our hearts, our minds, and our spirit that it's not for sale. That we're willing, God, to give our all for it. If it comes to it, to sell our homes, to sell our businesses, to sell out everything we got to keep it, to keep it in operation, to keep it a place where people can come and hear truth and experience truth and be delivered and set free because the only way to be delivered and set free is by you. It's by your touch. It's by your presence. God, hear us tonight and have mercy. As you move upon every soul in this house, you move upon every vessel, as you open up every heart, God, I bind up the enemy that wants to cause distraction even as I pray here tonight. We bind up the enemy. We bind it up in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. But we're praying the loosening powers of heaven and the God of heaven, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of the battle would walk up and down these aisles and touch the vessels in this place. 
to put a fight in us like we've never had. Put a burning passion and a burning desire in us to stand for this truth. To live it with everything it is within us. Giving you the glory and the praise and the honor in this house tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord bless you and you may be seated. Before we start in the word tonight, I would like to say it is good to see others here tonight. It's good to see some that's been sick. Sick even this week, but you've made it back to the house of God tonight. It's good to see you. Brother Chris, Brother Joe, God bless both of you. Doing better tonight, able to be back here. God bless you. We're also honored, amen, to have, amen, some, amen, two brand new little fellers. Praise God. It was running the race of who was going to get here first. But praise God. Thank God they made it here well. Brother Braden, why don't you stand and introduce us. Amen. <laughs> that won't last for long, brother. <laughs> Enjoy it. God bless him. <laughs> Praise God. We want to welcome them to the First Jesus Name Church of Bendale. Sister Brianna, stand and introduce us. You can do it. Come on. <laughs> Amen. God bless great tonight. Praise God. We're excited about having with us and excited about to be a part of their lives to help see them mentored, molded into this great gospel and truth. Of Jesus Christ. Our prayer tonight would even be that they would receive the Holy Ghost somewhere in the early, even way before the teens. See the promise of God. Why wouldn't anybody want the promise of God? Let's don't let unbelief and let's don't let things on side roads rob us. But I'm telling you, if it's ever been a generation that you need to get it imparted into your kids, into your baby, I'm telling you, it's better than any college degree that you can get. It's better than any position this world's got to offer. It's better than all the money in the world. It's better than man and all the pleasure in the world. It's greater than anything this world or the devil's got to offer. Woo! This is the greatest and most powerful thing that's going to be ever introduced to. This is the greatest thing they're going to ever experience. This is the hope of light. This is what's going to sustain it when everything else runs out. And shame on us when we don't, when we don't as individuals, regardless of where we may be a part of that. We fail to encourage them. <laughs> Not just them, but all. <laughs> Man, to live for God. To want to be a servant of God. 
to want to be a vessel of God, to want to be Holy Ghost filled, to show out on the dance floors in the house of God, <laughs> to know what it is to show up early and go into prayer rooms and pray down the glory of God. Amen. To know what it is to sing the songs of Zion under the anointing and the power of our Creator. Not necessarily singing it unto one another, even though we're encouraged the Scripture to do that. But the real reason we're singing is the Maker Himself, is the Creator Himself. Amen. Because we have tasted and we have a revelation here tonight. We have an understanding here tonight. There's nothing outside these doors can top what can happen inside these doors. There's not a pleasure out there. There's not a ball game out there. There's not a casino out there. There's not anything that the devil in the world's got to offer that can bring pleasure and joy and contentment and satisfaction. Hallelujah. Than what you can have in this house. And shame on us when we just drag our way to the house of God and we become with regret and we leave an attitude and a bad taste in our baby's mouth and in their spirit. Hallelujah that this is the most important place in their lives. It's more important than your own natural home. It's more important, amen, in your company. It's more important, amen, in your education and our foreign education. It's more important, amen, the color of your skin. It's more important than your last name in this earth. It's more important, amen, than anything else you got to be those two and join up with I'm telling you it's not about this God God's on the prowl tonight looking for a people that's willing to stand for him at whatever cost God's on the prowl tonight looking for somebody that will commit themselves and settle some things in their heart. Settle some things in their spirit. <laughs> settle some things in their mind. I'm going to stand for Jesus. <laughs> what are you standing on tonight? Who are you standing for tonight? <laughs> Man, we used to sing the old song. Standing on the promises of God. What else are you going to stand on? Your money won't get you out of here. I don't care how much we save up. I don't care how many millions of dollars we put up. I don't care how much land we own. How many cattle we own. I don't care if we own two or three houses. Hallelujah. All of them's going to find out that all of that was a labor and a work of vain if God wasn't in it. Hallelujah. If God's hand wasn't in it. If it wasn't pleasing God, everybody's going to face this God. What's well, one thing about it? You and I may choose tonight not to stand for him, but there'll come an hour and there'll come a day when everybody under the sound of my voice is going to stand before this God. And everybody under the sound of my voice is going to give an account for the deeds that's done in their bodies. And we are without excuse in Bendale, Mississippi. We're without excuse in America. We're without excuse in the world. I don't care where you come from. I don't care who you are. I don't care how poor you are. I don't care what color skin you are. You better start casting those excuses aside and say, I know a maker. I know a creator that loves me. And by that love, he's going to pull me out of this mighty clay. 
and I'm going to have my mind made up. And I'm going to have my soul and spirit soul out. I'm going to stand for him. I know I've heard the comment and I understand it. It's hard to live for God. Some of them, some people call it rules, regulations. But don't you ever think the devil don't have some? He's going to bargain with you, honey. He's got some rules you got to play by. You're going to play by his rules and play in his ball games. There's some rules you're going to have to play by. There's some things you're going to have to give up. And there's some chances you're going to have to take. And there's some places you're going to go. And all of a sudden you're going to find yourself indulged in things that you're prompted and subject. Amen. To catch diseases and afflictions. Hallelujah. And heartaches and disappointments. And wake up what they call with a hangover. Anybody ever woke up with a hangover in the Holy Ghost? Oh, we've never woke up because I'm telling you, you get as drunk as you want to in the Holy Ghost but you won't wake up the only thing you'll be hung up on is the word of God the only thing you'll be hung up on is the promises of God the only thing you'll be hung up on is the joy unspeakable and full of glory the only thing you'll be hung up on is peace, peace, peace and contentment and satisfaction Woo! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you can go to the bar rooms and dance but you can't go to the bar rooms to find healing. You can go to the bar rooms to find a partner. That makes me sick. All this partner mess. My God have mercy. I don't need a partner, man. I need a suitable helpmate. If I'm going to get a partner, we're going deer hunting together. We're not shacking up together. We're not getting the same bed together. Woo! Halabahoshanda, halabahataya. Hey, hey, hey! I'm telling you, God look for somebody that's willing to stand and not just stand, but stand a good stand and stand where God wants to stand. Well, it ain't political right. I'm not trying to be political right. I'm trying to be God right. I'm telling you, Biden ain't gonna judge me on the end time. Jesus Christ is. Just wonder what's happened to the, the business world in America anyway. The fly, I fly all of these different men. I wouldn't even understand none of this. Fly all these different colored flags. They didn't have no business taking the rainbow colors anyway. I seen a rainbow yesterday. My God created that. God put that up there. They'd never been a great rainbow until he promised in a covenant with Noah. And he said, you know what? You know what? God's still fulfilling his part. By the help of God, by the mercy of God, by the grace of God, I've got to stay up my part of the bargain. Come out from among them. Be separate. And we're not ashamed to be separate. I don't mean it ugly. I don't mean it with any type of harshness. Amen. But I'm thankful to be apostolic tonight. I'm thankful to be Holy Ghost filled tonight. 
I'm thankful, amen, hallelujah, that we can raise our family in a place that's sound and solid and stable, hallelujah, that we're not letting Hollywood, amen, dictate them and control them. We're not letting Hollywood dictate who's going to be the heroes and who's going to be the models to follow behind, hallelujah, but no, we're going to let good men of God and good ladies of the word of God, these are the footsteps we're going to follow, that's going to be our inheritance. That's who's going to be our ancestors. That's who I'm going to be connected to. That's who I want to walk after. Bible. So if you're a title keeper tonight... What are you standing on? Or for? Who are you going to put up a fight for? Whose side of the line are you going to be on? Whose servant are you going to be? I'm telling you, the world's doing everything it can to make inroads into the church and pollute the church and defile the church and rob the church. <laughs> but I thank God with his mercy and grace and compassion here tonight to help us along this journey and help us, amen, to be who he'd have us to be. <laughs> I want to start tonight, and I'm going to use a portion of scripture. It's out of Numbers 22nd chapter it's about Balaam and it's about Balak and, and I will go to a particular verse tonight before this is over with the help of the Lord but I really want to focus more on one area amen tonight and how that God and there's, there's multiple places we could have went and Directions we could have took when you begin to talk about individuals that makes up in their mind and heart and spirit. I want to stand for God. I want to stand for Jesus. And so, but here, I want to, I want to talk about an angel. How that God uses an angel. You know, you can go to Luke and you, you read and you, you, we know about with, with Mary how that... Gabriel came and he called himself that brought the message to Mary. And he informs her where he comes from. And he had been standing in the presence of the Lord. God had instructed him to come and visit Mary and this little maid and instruct her. But here in Numbers 22, it's a time that Balaam, Balak, had sent to him, had sent some princes to him to come and curse the years alike people. And God had spoke to Balaam and told him not to go. And, but those princes went back and so Balak got some more, more notable and princes with, with more uh, material things to send to try to get Balaam to come. Man, I'm glad... 
We want to buy this truth and sell it not. The truth is not for sale. I'm not interested in compromising. I'll tell you what I'm interested in. It's some old-fashioned moves of God. I'm interested in the power of God saturating this place. Amen. That these little babies, when they go to school, amen, until we get this Christian school built, and they go to this public school, they ask them what are they doing. They, they won't know nothing about a ball game. They won't know nothing about cartoons, and they won't know nothing about all those things. But they'll tell them, this is what we've done. Man, we had church last night. There was a little lady that come in there all crippled up and maimed, but God got to move because somebody was willing to make a stand, because somebody's willing to practice what the Word of God said. Amen. Those that's got faith anointed with all and praying the prayer of faith and you know what God healed them and they walked out of there they come in a wheelchair but they left here rolling it out we watched a gentleman come in here man he was so so uh, addicted by drugs and alcohol but all of a sudden God moved all of a sudden the Holy Ghost moved all of a sudden amen a greater power and a greater force than that that had him bound moved on his behind Brought him deliverance, set him free. These things are not going to happen unless somebody's willing to make a stand. And you just can't stand where you want to stand. You got to make up in your mind and make up in your heart. I'm going to stand where God wants me to stand. I'm going to stand where the Word of God has informed me to make the stand. Where to draw the lines. Amen. Hallelujah. This is where I'm going to stand. And it doesn't matter what mama does. And it doesn't matter what daddy does. And it doesn't matter what the church up the road does. And it doesn't matter what the church down the road does. And it doesn't matter how big they get. Hallelujah. I'm going to stay with what the Word of God says. I'm going to stay with conviction. I know it come out of the Word of God. And quickened my heart and convicted my heart I don't want to lose that conviction because once I start giving up one conviction it won't stop there after a while it'll be something else and a little later on it'll be something else and first use you know you'll look around you won't be standing for nothing if you're not willing to stand for this God you'll find a place you won't be willing to stand for the America and you won't stand that's what's wrong with America tonight they quit standing for God so they quit standing for America The very things that founded us, the very things that, that molded us and shaped us and caused the blessings to come is because we had leadership that was willing to stand for what was right and what was right in the sight of God according to the word of God If you're not willing to stand for something, you're subject to fall for anything. That's the reason there's some organizations tonight that's in the near future. I'm losing out of lot. Breaking off and splitting up. It's because somebody's not willing to stand in that pulpit and just preach the Word of God. Because most of their messages comes from what they call headquarters. It's sent down to them. It's written out. and They just read it off. 
What they need to do is send that back and say, I got a Bible. I think I'll just start preaching out of the Bible. Because I read your letter and I don't see a whole lot about the Bible in it. I see a lot of ideas and opinions how to try to soothe the carnality and please the people. But we ain't here to soothe carnality. We're not here to please the people. But we're here, amen, to get us out of that miry clay. We're here, amen, to not let the old foul spirits and the demonic forces, amen, to captivate us and pull us back into bondage. I'm not interested in going back into the world. I'm not interested in going back into bondage. I'm not interested, amen, hallelujah, going back into place and groping and knowing not where to go and what to do. Have a sound mind and know how to make decisions, how to make an outcome, how to reach a place and a point. Hey, I'm telling you, we're being gobbled up by it. We're gonna we're not careful, we're gonna get a society. It's, it's like a bunch of robots. We keep messing with these computers. We keep fooling with drugs. We all gonna be programmed. And I can promise you all those programs won't be won't have God involved in it. Won't have the word of God. You know what's happening to us? You know what Hollywood done? It didn't want you to think. He doesn't want your babies to think. He wants to do the thinking for them. He wants them, and once they start putting it in them, they don't do the thinking. We know what's best for you. We know what you ought to accept. We know how you ought to live. We know how you ought to dress. We know how you ought to take your body and get it all, all one way or another. Please, nobody be offensive with this. Hallelujah. But we got to get yourself all tattooed up and, and how to get all kind of holes in you and all kind of things hanging out of you. Hallelujah. I mean, your body belongs to you. No, it don't. It belongs to the temple of the Holy Ghost. It belongs to the kingdom of God. He's the one that created me. Conception will never take place. It had not been a God. Hallelujah. Birth will never take place. Breath will never take place. I couldn't put one step in front of the other. I live and move and have my being by Him. It's not by my power or ability, but it's by Him. So, when you watch this with Balaam, and he decides to go, even after God had told him not to, and then Balaam rose up in the morning and saddled his ass and went with his princes of, went the, with the princes of Moab. God's anger was kindled because he went. And the angel of the Lord stood in the way for an adversary against him. It amazes me. That you don't hear too many people being offended at worldly events. That cause them to quit going. Their team may lose. Somebody can steal the car. Somebody can drink their beer. Somebody can take their wife home with them. That's a little plain, isn't it? But I'm telling you, that's the world out there. But they'll always be early. They'll always be ready to party. 
They'll always be ready. Don't worry about work tomorrow. Don't even think about it, man. It's Sunday night. We don't have to show up to 7 o'clock. Amen. So we're midnight ain't no problem. It's amazing to me, though. You can take just a few of them and bring them in the house of God. And some of the first things they want to begin to talk about, well, that preacher offended me. Hallelujah. And that preacher said this, and that preacher said that, or he didn't do this. Amen. And this will offend me, and that offended me, and I won't go back. Hey, 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 hey. But we're going to the world, and we're going to the ways of the devil. But I tell you, we're living in a world that's offended so easily I'd rather God put an angel in if I'm going contrary to his will God please put an angel in the way God please put an angel in the way God please put somebody in the way Put somebody there that can flag me down. Put somebody there that can get my attention. God, whatever you got to do, please just don't let me be lost. Sister Mildred, you're coming up and we're praying for John. He's got Lyme disease. I said, God, if this is what you put on him, I ain't praying you to heal him. I'm praying, God, if you put this on him to stir him up, then stir him up. Stir him up. Oh, preacher, you're, yes, I ought to pray like that. You tell me what's the most important thing. The prayers of Brother Sister Holman and see and John come back to truth or struggle a little bit with Lyme disease. You tell me which one's the best. I'm telling you, we, we, we pray like because nobody wants to stand in the gap. Nobody wants to stand up and be a voice and say, we're willing to take it and turn us around. I read in the Bible. You know what turned the Manasseh around after he had offered his children, amen, to the fires. After he had come cause Israel to sin, the Bible says the afflictions is what caused him to turn and turn his way back to God. Thank God for the afflictions. I, I don't mean to be too plain right here. But I just can't help but wonder about the little lady that was caught in the very act of adultery. Possibly all she had was a sheet or something to halfway cover herself. So they drug her out there in front of everybody. Man, she could she could have got very offended. She got very upset. Hey man, done this and done that. But I believe before that was over with, she was probably saying, boys, you done it. Y'all boys, y'all done me a favor. Y'all brought me to one that can do something about where I'm at. You brought me to one, hey man, that can give me the power to stand. Hey man, instead of bowing down to your wishes. Bowing down to your pleasures. Amen. Bowing down to your son. Come on, I'm preaching to you, honey. Hallelujah. If it's ever been a time of a generation needs to make a stand against pleasure, pleasure slipped this way into the church. We'd rather eat and fast. We'd rather ride and die and party and go play than really stay and stay in church and get with it. Uh, I'm not trying to be offensive here. But as a pastor, as a watchman on the wall, it bothers me to see vessels of God in the house of God. Church starts, and all during church sits with a countenance on their face. No joy. No, no. But when service is over with, they'll be among the first to hit them doors. If not, all of a sudden, man, 
they get over to the buddies. Man, they light up and they get to talking and laughing and giggling and carrying on. I mean, they get more joy out of, out of a conversation with another human being than with God. Somebody try to make some sense out of that for me. Somebody help me try to understand that. That God that sees all things, that knows all things, that knows our passions and our desires and our affections. It's nothing like it. God help me. I want to raise my babies and grandbabies. They'd rather be here. Amen. That any place else that this world's got to offer. And there's a struggle with that. I can promise you already. There's a struggle with that. Because they want to get caught up in some of those events. They're attracted and drawn to them. But it's up to you and I. Somebody's got to make a stand for them. Somebody's got to wore off those demons. Somebody's got to stand between them, amen, and the demonic forces and the powers of evil and spiritual wickedness in high places. And if you and I don't do it, tell them you think they're going to gobble them up. I know we're living in the world of technology. And I know with cell phones and iPads and there's so many different ways now to entertain them. One time we, we kept a pretty good door closed on it because we just had to deal with television pretty much. All the radio slipped in. <laughs> Man, if apostolics had to control load it, there'd have been one, one station. A gospel station. Why would you listen to any of the rest of them? I'm sorry if I'm messing with your country boy. I'm sorry if I'm messing with your little country music. You just want to do a little whining and a little. What you going to do when you get the report that your baby's got cancer? You're going to call that country music star? You think he's going to help you? He won't even help you with your bill. Let's must help pray for you and see a miracle. But if you'll make a stand for God, you have a right. You'll have a right. I said you'll have You'll have a right to penetrate the heavens. You'll have a right to get hold of the God of heavens. You'll have a right, amen, to call on this God that can do anything, that can do anything, that can do anything. But unless you and I make up in our minds and hearts and spirits and I'm going to make a stand. So Balaam, Balaam, he decided to go and be seated. He decided to go. So God was angered against him. And so God takes this angel and sets before him. And it's amazing to watch this unload. And as he asked Saul, 23rd verse, saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way. Come on, parents. You got to start standing in the way in some of these places. This world wants your babies. This devil wants your babies. Come on, come on, elders. I need some help. Amen. Not just in the pulpit, and not just when it looks good here at church. 
but it's out when you're out hunting, fishing. It's out when you're in the workplace. It's out when you're in the highways and the byways. Well, that's just what the pastor preaches. That's just what he believes. It really don't matter. You just open up the avenue to hell. You just open up an avenue to the demonic forces. You just open up, amen, and make yourself wide open for the enemy. And then you got to come running back and say, hey, what's wrong with the church? Why ain't the church what it used to be? Why ain't preachers what they used to be? Why don't we take a stand like they used to make a stand? We may have even went overboard at times. But let me ask you something, ladies and gentlemen. Would you much rather go overboard with this and make it heaven or come up just one thing, like it one thing, and wind up in hell? And so the angel of the Lord standing in the way, his sword drawn, and it's in his hand, and the ass turned aside out of the way. And it went into a field, and Balaam smote the ass to turn her into the way. Watch this. To make the stand sometimes to stand in the way, we may get slapped upon. There's going to be some persecution coming with it. There's going to be some folks that's going to rear up and they're not going to understand and they're going to war against you. But you've got to have your mind made up. You've got to have your feet planted. You've got to know where you planted your feet. You go, you know, you planted them in the word of God. You planted in prayer. You planted in fasting. You planted in obeying the word of God and loving the word of God. And since we planted ourselves in the word of God, by the word of God, by the authority of the word of God, we have a right to stand and be a voice and stand against it if the whole world turns that way. If the whole apostolic and Pentecostal movement turns that way. The word of God gives us the right. The word of God rules over everybody else. Every man, woman, born girl there is. God said, let God be truth and every man a liar. I'd rather stand for truth than bow to a lie and a deceiving spirit and enjoy pleasures for a season or enjoy this or that and then wind up losing my soul because I was unwilling to make the stand that God was calling me to make. So it's, it gets, goes from that and the Bible says The angel of the Lord, man, after making the standard turned into the field, and he smote it. The angel of the Lord stood in the path of the vineyards in a wall. A wall now. The angel found, watch him now. He's narrowing it up. He's getting a little, bringing it in. Well, you, you don't have as much of a room to escape. Got to tell us tonight, God's, God's putting some pressure now. God's narrowing it up. You've been getting by for a while. It's been looking all right for a while. But now God's narrowing it up. And the escape route is getting narrow now. The room to wiggle. The room, amen, to, to, uh, to, to avoid, amen, the, the consequences and the results, amen. So somewhere along the line, God's going to drive us to a point And God's going to make a way that we're going to have to make a stand or we're going to crumble. We're going to have to make a stand or we're going to have to go with the flow. We've got to make a stand. And look, because there's not going to be any other place to go. And so the angel's there with a sword still drawn in his hand. And 
now, amen, the ass can't turn to the left or to the right. Because he's standing with a wall now. <laughs> standing with a wall. And so again, the Bible says, <laughs> the path of vineyard, the wall, and, and when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she thrust herself unto the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. Jesus comes along and tells us, if your foot offends you, cut it off. If your hand offends you, it causes you to stumble. If it causes you to miss the goal of heaven. Amen. You're better off to cut it off than wind up in hell. If your eye offends you, you're better off to reach in there and pluck it and pull it out. Amen. And live the rest of your life maimed and hot. Amen. Than to wind up in the devil's hell, lost and undone and without God. This is the only place that there won't be no exit doors. There won't be no exit signs anywhere. Hallelujah. It's going to be an eternity. And you want to know why we ought not make a stand? Oh, please, please understand me tonight. I'm telling you, God's looking for somebody that's willing to make a stand at whatever cost. God hasn't changed his mind about godliness. God hasn't changed his mind about righteousness. God hasn't changed his mind about holiness and separation and coming out from among them. God hasn't changed his mind, amen, to making us whole and complete and being the bride, a bride, amen. Hallelujah, that hasn't given herself to other, other spirit that hadn't bowed herself to other, other power of the enemy and other, other affections and loves and things of that nature. No. Chast. Pride. But the Bible said that made herself ready. I don't know if we ever hear it. We don't all ever mention it. But I can remember whenever we used to get married. And when we was used to be joined together. Amen. You'd hear this statement made often by the minister. Forsaken all others. It doesn't matter how good looking he was. It don't matter how pretty she was. It don't matter how rich she was. It don't matter what else she had to offer. Forsaken all others. This is the one you have chosen. This is the one you bought. Hallelujah. You're the one. We, we sung the song. We sung the song starting out with. Amen. I don't belong to myself. I belong to him. And because I belong to him. Amen. I ought to stand for him. I ought to be a voice for him. I ought to be a soldier for him. Amen. With the revelation of the gospel. The revelation of truth. Being called out of darkness. Being called out of the miry clay. If anybody knows how to live. We ought to know how to live. Because we know how to die. We know how to die. We know how to die. We're not afraid to die. We're not afraid. We're not afraid. Because the sting of death has been taken out. We've got to get to that place. We've got to get to that place. We've got to get to that place. Whatever it takes, God. I'm going to make the stand. And so now, against the wall. And that little donkey don't have anywhere to go. Except now. Crush the foot of its rider against the wall. And again, again, Balaam smotes and beats a man upon his little ass, upon its little donkey. <laughs> the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place. God's bringing it down, ladies and gentlemen. God's closing in the gap now. 
Could it be that God's trying to get us off of some of those things that we take so much fun in? Pulling us in off of them. Amen. Where we spent some time enjoying ourselves. And I'm talking to preachers as well as, as saints of God now. Hallelujah. Instead of spending all day at the house of God. Instead of spending time in prayer and supplication. Pulling down strongholds and spiritual wickedness in high places. Instead of bombarding heaven and lifting up a Montana day and night. Hallelujah. I don't want to stop it. Just some thank God for what the doctor's done. I give God to go in. I know it's a hand of God. But I don't want to see it stop there. I don't want none of them to see it stop there. But there be something driving on the inside of us. And something stirring us up and saying, but I know a God. I know I know a God that can raise her up. I know a God that can fill her with the Holy Ghost. I know a God that can change her life at 28 years of age to give her life back. To give her life back. Give her life back in this life and that one to come. Amen. That she can one day, what are you going to do when you watch her walking down these aisles? Amen. Going to be united. And oh! I'll tell you what, somebody's got to make a stand. Somebody's got to make a stand. Say, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. It doesn't matter what everybody's saying. So now it's narrowed down. And he's got it now. <laughs> and so the Bible talks and says, the angel of the Lord, amen, stood, amen. I'm trying to find my place through there. <laughs> stood on our place where there was no way to turn either to the right hand. Or to the left. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord. She fell down. Under Balaam. She didn't have no other place to go. She didn't have another choice. She couldn't. She had enough room to turn and get into field now. She didn't have enough room to just turn to the left and crush him. But now it's so narrow now. All she can do is just fall down under Balaam. Hallelujah. But thank God. Amen. It's amazing what God can do for us whenever we allow him to do it. Amen. And the angel of the Lord. Amen. It stood in this narrow place. And when the ass saw the angel and he fell down under Balaam, Balaam's anger was kindled. And he smote the ass with a staff. And the Lord opened the mouth of the ass. And she said unto Balaam, What have I done unto thee that thou hast smitten me? these three times a man listened to even Paul as he writes unto the people that he loved and the more he loved them and preached to them and wrote unto them to make the stand against evil and wickedness and sinfulness and lust a man he found himself being hated the more he found himself being despised the more hallelujah I'm telling you it's time for God to raise up a generation of preachers a man, a man that's willing in this end time that's not looking to just an easy place or find a neutral place. You watch, watch this happen now. You watch this unfold as he works on Balaam here because Balaam gets out and smokes him and now the little ass is speaking to him. Hallelujah. And he informs him and lets him know how that he had took him from place to place and how he'd been faithful to him time and time again to carry him here and carry him there. And then from that position and place amen, Balaam was able to hear from God and God spoke to him and God gave him the permission to go on but he said you can only say what I tell you to say. can't go and do what Balak wants. You can't go and curse my people. I don't have the time. Go and finish reading. There was three, three 
visions or three events in, in Balaam's life with Balak. And, and I, want you to, I want you to pick up on a few of this. And Man, for time's sake, I want to get all the kids upset again tonight. I'm doing my best here now. Praise God. You know, uh, but on this, you're going to see with those three times, they would have seven altars. They'd offer the bullocks and the lamb. But watch this. Every single time, amen. And, 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 and Balaam with Balak would offer these sacrifices. But when Balaam got ready to hear from God, he said, I got to go yonder. God never showed up where Balak was at. God never showed up at those altars. But, but Balaam would always have to go yonder to hear from God and come back to Balak and give him the answer. And it upset and frustrated Balak. And you know the story. How he kept taking the places. And, and he talks about the, the hind part. Or the utmost part. And that was the first. I'll just show you a few of them. He tried, no, these are God's people. They're Jacob's seed. Amen. They're not going to be cursing. So each and every one of these events that took place. Amen. As it unfolded. And I'd love to have time just really go into it. But I, but I don't. But there is one verse I'd love to really bring to your attention tonight. Amen. If I can, if I can remember it. Amen. One, one single verse that, that really has got my attention. Amen. If we're not careful about who we are and where we're going to stand and where we're going to put up our fight. Amen. And doing something for God. I believe it's 25 and 23 and 25. Verse 23 and 25. Now all of these prophecies and parables had been accomplished chief. Three of them. Okay. Now watch this. Amen. 25th verse. And Balak said unto Balaam, Neither curse them at all, nor bless them at all. I just want you to become neutral. Preacher, I just want you to be neutral. Don't be too much this, not too much of this. But why don't we just find a place real neutral? I tell you what, you go out there tonight, get in that automobile and put it in neutral and tell me and go home. You ain't going anywhere in neutral, honey. And the Laodicea in church is in neutral. She's content and satisfied with what she's got and where she's at. But I'm not. I'm not content and satisfied where I'm at. I think there's souls by the hundreds. I think there's miracles by the hundreds. I think there's my operations of God, amen, on the hundreds. So I'm not going to be neutral. I'm going to make a stand against sin. I'm going to make a stand against lust. I'm going to make a stand against the world. Love not the world, neither the things of the world. I'm not interested in dressing like the world. I'm not interested in acting like the world. I'm not interested in going to worldly events. Somebody's got to make a stand. Somebody's got to put up a fight and say, hey, we don't want no part of that. That'll pollute me. Man, that, that, that'll mess me up. That's going to mess my mind up. That's going to mess my spirit up. That's going to mess up my home. If I get to entertaining those things, there's no stopping them. So you know what? I'm telling you, tonight, tonight, this community will love for us to become neutral.
Don't, don't, don't make no, no uh, extra things about getting on the platform. Just let, let us dress like we want to dress. We've dealt with this spirit before. God's dealt with this spirit before. Everybody wants to do what's right in their own sight. In their own sight. Let me draw the lines. Let me wear what I want to wear. Let me, let me decide when it's too tight or when it's too loose or when it's too low. Let me decide what kind of haircut to have. Let me decide, amen, what kind of suits to wear. Let me decide what kind of shoes to wear. Amen. Let me decide all of that. But you know what? Israel didn't get to the side. The priests didn't get to the side. The Levites didn't get to the side. Adam and Eve didn't get to the side. They tried to. They tried to. They tried to, but they were still naked before God. They tried their best to cover themselves. They tried their best. Amen. You can't cover up sin, honey. It's always going to stick up its head. It's going to be shot over the house. I'd much rather get it under the blood. And God make a stand and put somebody in my way and get me turned around first. can't afford to be neutral. You can't afford to be neutral. You can't afford it. Your soul is too precious. You're God's people. The truth is going to endure forever. You know, we hear this all the time in Proverbs 23 and 23. Buy the truth and sell it not. But you know, there's some more to that verse. Also wisdom and instructions and understanding. I want to buy the truth, but I want to decide where to draw the lines. I don't want to buy instructions. I don't want nobody to instruct me. Man, I'm in the, in the, in the nation of independence. I'm in the, in the nations with liberty. Justice for all. Let everybody do what they want to do and say what they want to say and live like they want to live. And we ought not say nothing to anybody. That's where we act. And then they wonder why we're in the mess we're in. Because you know why? Somebody's got to start making a stand. And it doesn't matter if it's your own baby. Those lifestyles is not pleasing to God. Adultery, fornication, idolatry, covenant. Did you know that covenants is the same as idolatry? Covenanting this, covenanting that, wanting this, wanting that. Paul said, man, be content and satisfied. If you got food to eat and raiment to put on, and the promise that Jesus said, I'll never leave it nor forsake you. You ought to be the happiest cat on the block. <laughs> It'll cause you to kind of pick your head up, and put your shoulders back, man. Make a stand. Jesus is for me. God's for me. Who can be against me? <laughs> if we'll make a stand for him, guess who's going to make a stand for us? 
Hebrews 6, 1 and 3. I sort to have mentioned this this morning. The Bible says, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ. Doctrine of Christ. Let us go on unto perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. I'm over dead works. You and I got to make up in our minds. <laughs> I'm not going to spend all my days trying to chase a dollar bill. That's going over big. <laughs> that right there, again, that, 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 that gets a hold of the love of money. <laughs> all of us like to have money. like to have a whole lot more than what we got. But I find it time and time in that scripture about people with a lot of money. <clears throat> Not everybody can handle it. In fact, very few is going to make it with it. If you just read the scripture. I'd much, I'd much rather if I have to. I don't want to. But I'm, I'm, I'm headed in that direction. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I hope I tell my wife, but I better not. <laughs> I'll be getting in trouble. <laughs> you, you know what your sister said? <laughs> tell me, brother. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Woo! She told me the other day. You know what she told me? She said, hey, you better be start looking for some miracle to happen, man. We're getting on up in age. <laughs> Well, y'all don't think nothing of it when I'm rolled in here in the wheelchair as a pastor of this church. <laughs> Woo! Praise God! <laughs> well, Willie Nelson's sister played for him until she was in her, if I remember right, 90s, 80s, somewhere. If they can do it for the world and do it for money and do it for entertainment of the world, I can do it for Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. He wanted me, this body. He could keep it. He put energy in it. He put anointing on it. He put life back in it. I'm telling you, amen. He done it for Caleb. He done it, amen, for Joshua. He can do it for you and I. I don't want strength to go deer hunting. I don't want strength to go fishing. I don't want strength to mow the yard. I want strength to worship God, preach the word of God, and work the north. That's what I want strength for. That's what I want health for. That's what I want energy for. See your music. Y'all come on. I'm trying to finish. I'm trying to finish. Did you know after the crucifixion of Jesus Christ after they took him off the cross laid him in that tomb and sealed it up. If you do a little search of the scriptures there wasn't a whole lot of hope with the disciples with the followers of Jesus and and Probably the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the Jewish leaders was rejoicing and 
Man, we're done with that Jesus, Bob. Man, we don't have to worry about him no more. Man, we got that tomb sealed up and ain't nothing nobody can do about it. But did you know the next time you read about Jesus on this earth? Have you ever paid close attention what he was doing in John 20 and 14? When he appeared unto Mary Magdalene, the one that he had cast out seven devils. Did you know the Bible says that when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing Well, that may not excite you, but you know what? <laughs> if you'd have been in the grace three days, you'd have been glad to get up and stand too. <laughs> now watch this one. Let's go back to the focus verse. Very first, I started out with, there was a man that was walking at the gate beautiful. A man from his mother's womb. He had never walked. He didn't know anything about walking. He didn't know nothing about dancing. He didn't know nothing about leaping. Amen. But then all of a sudden, amen, there was a man by the name of Peter. Amen. That was coming to the house soon in the hour of prayer. There's something about prayer, folks. Amen. God can give you miracles before the prayer hour ever starts. But I'm going to tell you something. The reason that happens is because there was days before that that the prayer was made. you got to make some investment. you got to make some deposits. We're living in a generation that wants money and wants this, but don't put one dime in it. Don't put one red cent in it. We're raising a society, amen, that's going to break our government, that's going to break this nation because they don't want to make the sacrifice of putting deposit. They just want to redraw. If you and I are not careful, we'll be the same way about the church. We're all about the church to hand me this and the church hand me that and the church wait on me here and the church wait on me there without making any deposits ourselves. Now that's just free. That's advertisement for another message. Somebody's got to make a stand. Did you know that your good mind can make you sick if you let it? You know, if you let any little pain, little ache get a hold of you, and you start submitting to it, yielding to it, given to it. Now, I know there's some legit, okay? Don't take me wrong. But I really don't think there is as much sickness in the house of God as some feel like there are. Somewhere along the journey, you just got to make up in your mind. When that little ache comes, and I rebuke you, devil, you little ache, you ain't nothing. Sister Linda Whitkin stood up here a while ago and she says, hey, she says, I got a different ache. It's in a different spot. And I said, well, we're just driving it out. We just moved it from one place, but we're going to drive it out the bottom of her feet. Because my God can straighten out that back. My God can take that sickness up in your old body and put life back in it, put joy back in it, to dance on the floors of Jesus Christ. Because somebody's willing to make a stand. Because somebody's willing to petition God. Because somebody's willing to pay a price. The devil eats your family up if you just sit back it don't matter. It's not a big deal. It is a big deal, honey. It is a big deal. You better wake up and shake yourself. How many of you want a rattlesnake for a pet? I mean, just one. Carson, snakes don't even, 
they're not even welcome in my yard. You know, they say black snakes won't hurt you. I would know. I'd never give one a chance. Brother J.J., there's just some things we ought not play with. The Bible says you play with fire. And if you pray with it long enough, it's not, it's not that you know, you might, you're going to get burnt. You keep flirting around with those spirits. You keep pampering those spirits. You keep babyfying those attitudes. They won't stay babies. You keep putting the pacifier in them. You keep putting the bottle in their mouth. First you know you'll start having to put a steak in their mouth. First you know they won't be eating just your snacks. They'll be eating your lunch. They'll be eating your supper. They'll be going to bed with you. Hey, I'm preaching to you. They'll be going to bed with you. They'll be getting up with you. And you can't find no rest. And you can't find no peace. You know why? Because you didn't make a stand. Hey, man, when all it took was to put, all it took to put it under your feet. All it took to put it under your feet. I said all it took to put it under your feet. Been a little while back, but I remember. I mean, God just kind of. I don't say God. Anyway, it was something happened. Hey, man, but something said, "Hey, there's a snake over on that stick." So I went over and kind of moved that stick. And it sure enough, there was a snake about that long. But but, why oh, you thought about it, man? So I says, "What well, is a chicken snake? Big deal. Rat snake? Big deal. They got rat poison, buddy. Hung by rat poison." <laughs> All I can see is a dead snake. Now, if that thing would have been this long, that big around, <laughs> I'd have went and got my shotgun. I'd have went and got Ted Williams. Hey, man, because Ted Williams know how to shoot. Fire comes out the end of that barrel, it slings that lead. And you know what? I won't be shooting at the tail either. And I won't be shooting around it just to scare it off. I'm going to shoot his head off because the head's where the problem's at. The head is where the problem's at. Hey, man, if you'll start putting your foot in that devil's mouth and getting him back under your feet, if you'll start driving him out of your bed, if you'll start driving him out of your living room, if you'll start making a stand in your own home. I tell you, if you don't make a stand in your home, tell me where you got to make a stand. God help me here tonight. God help me here tonight. If you don't make a stand for your family, who you got to stand for? If you don't stand for God, who you got to stand for? Who and what are you standing on tonight? Oh my, my. Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom he crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him, does this man stand here before you whole. These altars are open. You like to? What about it tonight? Maybe you'd like to step out and say, "Now watch this." If you drop down a few verses, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marvelled, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. 
I'm through. I know I'm through, but one more verse. Amen. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them. Man, the first preacher who's ever met, preached in the New Testament. The Bible said, Amen. <laughs> Saying, Amen. Being full of the Holy Ghost, looked steadfastly into, into in heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Amen. In the first message is ever preached in the New Testament, Peter, Peter standing. If there's ever been a time that you need to pray for your pulpits, Amen. The apostolic pulpits across this nation and across this land. If there ever been a time that you need to pray for pastors and evangelists and teachers and apostles and prophets, because if they don't make a stand, you don't have a chance. I'm sorry I bored some of you because expressions on your face, but that's all right. But I'm telling you, you better pray for your pastors. You better pray for your spiritual leaders. We're being headed. To, this thing is narrowing down, sweetheart. We fix to find out if we got the salt or not. We fix to find out if we got the light or not. We fix to find out if we got the goods or not. God fix to find out where our affections are at. God fix to find out where our passions is at. God fix to find out if we're willing to stand for Him or not. This thing is narrowing down now. They got a song. They'll come. I know I've been preaching past my time. I apologize, but what about it tonight, church? I believe I'm preaching to some of the greatest people on the face of the earth. I believe I'm preaching to some of the strongest people on the face of the earth. I believe I'm preaching some of the most powerful people on the face of the earth. Amen. And it's not a time now, amen, to grow weary and well-doing. It's not a time now to let the beggar elements, amen, to, to weave its way back in. It's not a time now to let the old passions and the old desires begin to rise up. And let that lying spirit get a hold of you say, well, it really don't matter how we look. It really don't matter how we dress. It really don't matter, amen. It doesn't matter if we're, we're already the church or not. It don't matter if we go to prayer room or not. It doesn't really matter if we read our Bible every day or not. It really don't. I'm, I'm telling you, it does matter. It's going to make all the difference in the world because this is what's going to give us the ingredients to make the stand and have the insight and the foresight and the foresight and the foresight that we need in the world that we're living in, the hour that we're living. Hallelujah. Because there's all kinds of voices out there. But thank God for truth. Let's make us stand for truth in this house. God bless our singers.